0: everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication.
1: And for the first time, as Dan, Dan's co-host, I'm Kylie Urban. Today, we're going to talk about a recent honor bestowed upon our 12 East team in C.S. Mott Children's Hospital. Um, so let's uh, get the conversation going.
0: Yeah. Now, before we bring in our guests, be sure you go back and get caught up on any episode of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. New episodes can also be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel, and as part of the headlines, we can review.
1: All right, let's bring in members of the impressive 12 East team, my colleagues. We have Corey, Kathy, and Becky with us today.
0: Now, can the the three of you first introduce yourselves and what role you play on the unit?
2: I'm Corey Poe. I'm the Clinical Nursing Director on 12 East. I'm Kathy Doherty. I'm the nursing supervisor
3: on 12 East. My name is Becky Pichovic, and I'm our clinical nurse specialist.
0: All right. So the recent honor that the 12 East won was the Beacon Award for Nursing Excellence. Can you talk a little bit about what the Beacon Award is and who it's typically presented to?
3: So sure. So the Beacon Award is, uh, is an award that was developed by the American Association of Critical Care Nurses to award units who... Maintain certain levels of excellence around um, quality care outcomes, um, leadership strategies, staffing and staff engagement measures, effective communication, knowledge management, and learning and development, and um, and like I said before, patient outcomes. So um, so there, it's an application process where units can apply to to the American. Association, American Association of Critical Care Nurses <laughs> for, their, um, for this designation. And it's, a, um, it's based on five different categories of, of nursing excellence. And each category is awarded a certain amount of points. And so you kind of put together this big overview of your unit and you um, compare, compare and contrast internally with your, with your peer units and across um and and benchmark hospitals across the nation and then they make a determination as to whether or not um you receive this award and at what level
1: so um becky you talked a little bit about the application process there and i know i've heard from all three of you that it's um a lot of work and it takes a lot of time and effort and research um so can you talk a little bit about what your team put into um filling out this application and why why even bother? Why, what is the, you know, prestige behind the Beacon Award?
2: It actually started quite a few years ago. My ACNO at the time placed, you know, the kind of, there's like, like a Beacon preparation package. She kind of placed it on my desk, you know, because she certainly felt we were a, you know, a Beacon worthy unit. Um, I felt the same thing at the time, but I was also kind of new in my role. So I was already overwhelmed kind of by learning a new job and, you know, learning all the new staff I worked with and, and, Glancing at the document, it seemed very overwhelming at the time. So, um, I just wanted to wait for a time where I felt we had the capacity and you know, and the time to you know complete the document. Um, so, set on my desk for about two years, and then once you know, at least I personally was prepared to move forward with it. You know, we kind of uh, you know went on with it from there, and I'll let Kathy and Becky speak to kind of the process we had in place to for document creation. But that's kind of the from my perspective, where the thought behind it, how it started.
4: I think Becky really has the story on this one. I, I you know, for, um, for me and I think many of us, and it was extremely uh, daunting when you read the questions, like how do we pull this all together? And Becky really, really spearheaded, like let's do how to break it down. She has that brilliant brain to do that. And so Becky, go and tell them your, I think your, your story is
3: really good. So I, I'm gonna tag along with Corey. We I knew about the Beacon Award a, a long time ago yeah. and kind of looked at the categories and said, Yeah, you know, we probably meet a lot of this if we would if if we if I would if we would just sit down and, and do it, we probably we probably would be awarded a beacon award because we, we do have great patient outcomes and we have great staff engagement and we have a really good leadership team that that we work with. But the daunting task of when do you carve out the time to, to really make this, to really make this happen? Um, So I'm really glad that it was on Corey's desk because, (laughs) so I think we're here. I think we're here. (laughs) So I, so I think as a unit, we collectively decided that we would involve our unit-based committee, which is a group of staff nurses that come together. We come together on every other month to just discuss how can we better the the patient care and the patient experience and the and the nurses' experience on our unit? So we brought the the application to our unit based committee and broke out the categories and broke out into subgroups and said, you know, go away and you know you and the leadership group tell us what you think we do on Twelve East that enhances our our leadership. Qualities and you in the outcomes measurement group tell us what you think we do or what do you want to showcase about 12 East, and so we got that list back together and kind of compiled it and then we decided to write the application in one voice. So I actually am the one who pulled who pulled all of that information together and with the help of a, of our nursing and our nursing faculty who is embedded. Into into Mod Hospital, she um, edited the the document for us to help make it more a little bit more scholarly and and be in one voice and really um, be more finished. And that's kind of how we came to to putting this application forward. And I will say it was a two it was about a two year process from the time that we first started talking about it. I mean, I will say there was this little thing called COVID <laughs> that maybe um that maybe delayed us
1: for by a few months. But, um, but. Especially when you are the RICU unit and had to move, right? So, well, so there's that.
3: <laughs> yes. Minor
0: detail. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> Mine, Just, you know, just a little, little hiccup
3: in, in normal operations. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I so. really love, though, that you guys talk about how um, there was so much, like, Becky, your background right now has our values. And just talking about your application process, you really instilled all of those values, even in that process um, when you're talking about it. Um, and is the Beacon Award, uh, is that something that like all of nursing, obviously I'm not a nurse, but is that well known in the nursing field?
3: Probably more so in the intensive care units, yeah. than okay. in the general care units, and yeah. probably less so in pediatric areas. Understood.
4: I think I think the people in Mott though are hearing about it, the general care unit now, you know, and I, I do believe that so many units in Mott, I mean, they all have really high high standards, high quality. Um, they I hope they're taking this journey too, because it's it's quite a journey. In fact, you can, you know, I mean it's quite a journey, but it's they they definitely have the, the indic quality met- metrics and, and and cultures that support this.
0: So, what was sort of your unit's reaction when you found out you were actually this journey came to an end and you actually were going to be bestowed with this award?
3: Yeah,
2: I, I know when you know Becky was the you know was the lead person for submission and all that, so she's the one who found out first um, via email, and then she forwarded on to you know Kathy, Becky, or excuse me, uh, Kathy, Sue, and I. Um, I personally had an overwhelming sense of pride, certainly mm-hmm. excitement. Um, I had no doubt we would receive one of the designations. I was a little surprised we received the gold designation um, because it's our first time applying. We knew there were gaps, you know, in the document as we expected there to be. I mean, we're not, you know, there are areas we certainly can improve upon. And um, I personally thought there were enough, you know, gaps um, that we would get silver is kind of the designation I was anticipating we would get. So I was really surprised by the gold designation, but and certainly proud and excited about it. Um,
1: Way to, humble, a, <laughs> I said, way to
2: stay humble, Corey. I said, "Way to stay humble." There you go. <laughs> um, I'm always excited when our unit receives recognition, as we we work so hard to provide a great experience for our patients, families, and our staff. So it was, you know. Uh, I think. Can
4: I add something to that? I, 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 um, you know, I just I was thinking about this about how we were. How is that? Um, you know, the thing about our nurses is. And one of the things that Corey and I do purposely on our unit is when we interview people for this uh, per, for a position on our unit, we really talk about our culture and we talk about our philosophy and our work, um, you know, our um, fish philosophy and expectations when you come here. It's a very highly professional, high functioning team. And um, I think, you know, the nurses, when we, I remember when they, they're like, okay, you know, like, you know, the, the concept of it all, you know, what exactly does that mean? But, but it's also who they are, who we are and, um, You know, so when you talk about like, so being humble or whatever, it's just who they are. You know, they, they, they expect to be, I mean, this is what they, they bring it every day to be at this high level, caring, intelligent, professional nurses that, I mean, it's not, it's an expectation. This is our, it's one of our things that we really do believe in. When we walk through those doors, it is an expectation that you are choosing your attitude. You're making people say you're having fun and you're there, you're being, you're present. So, um, so, so the, when they, I think a lot, don't, do you guys agree? Do you, I mean, I feel like people are like, ah, what, you know, this is who we are. This is what we do every day. That it's not that special because this is who we are, yeah. but it is really special. It's very unique, but um, I, you know, I think that kind of might be a little bit of it.
2: I think the team was excited at first. I don't think they quite oh, yeah. understood the magnitude of right. it. Mm-hmm. And especially for pediatric general care units, you know, at the time we were the only general care unit in the state of Michigan pediatric wise that had the designation we're only I, th- I believe one of five general care units pediatric general care units in the country that have the designation so I think I came once we kind of brought some of that data forward and looked at it ourselves you know I think then I think all of us including you know our team of 90 plus staff then began to recognize really what really what it what it means and how amazing we are even though we already feel that way it's you know. Mm-hmm to receive the designation, you know, kind of brings it forward and makes it a little more tangible.
1: Absolutely. Um, So speaking of, of the recognition um, and, you know, your culture on your unit, um, are there any changes that you had to make when filling out this application process and going for this award? Were there things that you realized while, while completing that, hey, this is an area where we can improve and Mm -hmm. grow in the future? And if so, what, What are those areas?
3: Um, You know, it was more, I looked at when we, when we looked at this, we kind of tried to take, what do we already do that showcases these, that showcases the the areas of the of this application. I think that as we're comparing ourselves around locally and nationally, I think we found some areas that we could improve upon in our in some of our patient care outcomes. Um, one in particular, like our our the percentage of time that we do our pain reassessments within mm-hmm. the with within the 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 time that we're supposed to do them. So I think that you know we we. Saw some of that, and saw some more opportunities to engage more of our multidisciplinary partners in in some of our work. Which I think, um, you know, as you're reading, as you're reading these questions, and they're asking you what you do for for how do you involve your how is your physician partners involved in your operations, and then to kind of pull out to say, you know, we do really work. We don't all work in a silo. We're all here for the same thing, and so it gave us some more opportunities to to say are or or some things that we did really well with our interdisciplinary groups to to look at that and say, you know, we have an issue with with feeding with consistently feeding babies across units. So how do we how do we take that same process that we used for bronchiolitis and put it and put it into play for, for other initiatives that we want to move forward. So I think that more over as far as specifics, I don't know that I have a specifically like, oh, yeah, we absolutely didn't do this, but it did absolutely show us where we could improve in some other areas.
0: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Now, I know that, you know, over the past 10 minutes or so, you've name dropped a lot of people and, you know, given shout outs, but is there anyone else that you sort of want to recognize, um, you know, who did a lot of hard work that went into this award process?
2: I think obviously, as we spoke to earlier, our leadership team at UBC, you know, we all work together to brainstorm and come up with the data points and information and metrics. And then, you know, Becky did the amazing job of putting it all together and submitting, what was it, a 53-page document or something, you know, in that area. He, yeah. at
3: the, end felt, of the day. At it the felt of like day, my college just like my master's <laughs> just, so.
2: um, But at the end of the day, that it's, it's all 90, all 90 right. members of the 12 East team that are responsible. And played, a, and played a major role in creating the outcomes, and engagement, and metrics. You know that got us, you know, the designation. Um, so it's really, it was truly a, you know, a, a team effort across the board. Um, we certainly had support from you know my administration, um, K- Kelly Cox um, and Chris Dickinson at the time of supporting our not only the journey but supporting the uh, rather large submission fee that comes with um, submitting the document.
3: Um. I, Linda de Clemente was, uh, was the nursing instructor who really did a lot of the editing of the actual document. I think that the work, though, the work really goes to our staff. It absolutely, I mean I mean we work at a, we work in a pretty resource rich environment. And we have, I think, smartly taken advantage of all of those different resources that are available. Like we have an evidence-based practice fellowship for staff nurses to apply. And we've been fortunate enough to have two staff nurses who had interest and were selected to be in that evidence-based practice fellowship. We, um, there's, you know, there's different leadership program development programs and we participate in those and different leadership academies that Corey and I have, have both attended. And so I think that, you know, being able to thank the being able to thank the administration and the and the university itself for just for offering so much support and i think that we've 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 taken advantage of it and have taken it the extra mile and implemented it on on our unit to provide this really great safe wonderful experience for our patients families and our staff
1: um So when you were talking about, kind of going off of our question previously, we were talking about what you learned during this process. Um, And are there any initiatives or changes that you're thinking about implementing now in the future that you're excited about?
2: The involvement of the staff and everything that we do. Um, It was one of the biggest learnings for me, you know, where I came from to how things were done, not only on 12 East, but I think in, you know, mod in general is again, you know, they do the work, they they understand the barriers and engaging them and how to mitigate those barriers or, or, or remove those barriers or how do we best work around those barriers. Um, and it's, and from a leadership position, it's nice that we bring them in because it also not only engages and involves them, but we don't have time to do, you know, everything because we we're already, we're all spread thin. And so it's just amazing to have an engaged staff that, wants to be involved. They they want to better the unit. You know, they want to keep the culture environment we have. You know, they want to have a good experience themselves. And just as importantly, they want our patients' and families to have that good experience. Right. Um, which is going to then lead into them having the best outcomes possible. Yep. So it's, yeah, that's something that I just, you know, fell in love with right away when I came to 12 East, yeah. that's was already in place and it's something we've luckily been able to, you know, continue despite having some turnover in our in our staff.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks to all three of you for the incredible work you're doing on 12 East and obviously all 90 members of the unit who continue to to obviously set an example for everyone here at Michigan Medicine. Uh, If our listeners want to learn even more about the Beacon Award and the prestige that comes with it, be sure to check out the recent story on headlines at mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org.
1: Okay, now it's time for the fun lightning round. So we're going to put Corey in the hot seat because he lost the tic-tac-toe tournament before this started. So are you ready to go, Corey?
0: All right, fire away. All right. All right. If you could hold any other job in the world besides the one you have now, what would it be and why?
2: (laughs) My dream before I became a nurse was, um, I was actually a personal trainer before I became a nurse. And my dream job was always to own my own gym. So if I had the ability to own my own and operate my own gym and and kind of show, you know, fitness in a different light to the to the world. I think that would be the, the job I would have. Ironically, I need a personal trainer now opposed to being one, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like it. Okay, who has served as one of your biggest mentors over the years?
2: Well, I've had a lot of uh, professional and personal mentors um, over the years. As I've since as I came here, Kathy is actually um, the best professional mentor I have ever had, um, despite the fact that she quote unquote works for me, her and I are, we work as a team. I think we do a, a great job of it. Um, I have learned so much from her about um, difficult conversations, how to, how to better have them, um, how to grow and develop um, staff in creative and innovative ways, you know, continuing to involve them in, you know, in, in the work that we do um just the way she leads her energy um her passion her dedication um it has all been a i've been as good of a sponge as i can be over the year over my seven years you know working with her but i yeah i would i'm much better at my job you know and i owe a lot of that
0: you know to kathy kathy how much did you bribe him to say that (laughs) (laughs) thank
4: you Corey. that was very sweet gosh Really. All
0: right. Uh, so we're in the middle of a heat wave over the past couple of weeks here in southeastern Michigan. So what do you like better, 100 degree heat or sub-zero cold? Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> this can't be the toughest question. No. <laughs> Apparently
2: yes. it is. is since, you chose, since you chose sub-zero cold, I would have to choose 100% heat because I, I, prefer, I prefer more cold than hot, but I don't want sub-zero cold. That's
0: so. a little too much for you. <laughs> and you said like, 40 degrees, I probably would have chose that, but
4: yeah,
3: not not zero. <laughs> I, I,
4: I wanted to say one thing, when he comes in in the winter, he doesn't wear a jacket. He never wears a jacket. So this is funny because he's picking heat.
3: <laughs> I was just going to say
1: that, Kathy, <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, so let's stick with that summer theme. Where is the number one place you would want to go for a summer vacation?
2: I would say anywhere where it's 75 degrees and has a multiple, multiple golf courses, anywhere, <laughs> wherever that is. Is probably where i would uh where's where i would want to be
0: that sounds great so, see i'm with you on like the 75 degrees like i'm great with that once it gets to 100 that's a little much for me yeah. um so i almost feel like i would want like the sub-zero cold because it's easier for me to warm up than to cool down like once you get that hot but yeah. hey 75 degrees is perfect so i'm with you wherever you find out uh where you're traveling this summer there you go Uh, So thank you so much, Corey, for participating in the lightning round and answering, you know, real work-related questions before that. Once again, if you want to learn more about the impressive Beacon Award earned by 12 East, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org.
1: And while you're at Headlines, check out some other featured stories from this past week. For instance, the newsletter celebrated Pride Month by giving readers tips on how to be gender-inclusive, and employees were recognized by their peers with Making a Difference Awards. Find all that and more at mmheadlines.org.
0: All right, Kylie. Now, at the top of the show, you mentioned that this is your first time co hosting The Wrap. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what your you know, day job actually is here at Michigan Medicine?
1: Sure, Dan. So I work at the best place at Michigan Medicine, which is C.S. Mott Children's Hospital and Von Voitlander Women's Hospital. Um, I am our engagement and communications manager. So I uh, handle uh, employee and leadership communication, um, engagement around patients and their experience with us, and um, dabble in some employee engagement. So I work with uh, teams like our Awesome 12 East team to celebrate their accomplishments and showcase them to the rest of Michigan Medicine and the that's, world.
0: That's great. And I know that we work very closely on the internal communication team as well, spreading, spreading the word about all that happens at Mott to the rest of Michigan Medicine. So that's awesome. All right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. Last episode, we asked listeners, Michigan Medicine's Trauma Burn Unit was recently re-verified as a level one trauma center by which organization? The answer is the American College of Surgeons. Congratulations to clinical pharmacist, Denise Markstrom, who sent in the correct answer. Denise, a member of the Department of Communication will reach out shortly to help you claim your prize. Now for this week's question, here's Kylie.
1: This week's question is, what is the formal term for healthcare that respects and supports a patient's gender identity? Once again, what is the formal term for healthcare that respects and supports a patient's gender identity? You can find the answer in this week's headline story on gender inclusion, and once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for the chance to win a prize
0: all the time we have for today thank you so much to our guests from 12 east for joining us and thanks as always to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients families and each other we'll see you next week